hi everybody um we don't know how to start this one uh so this is going to be an interesting welcome to the first episode of the fourth season of the Orbcast. I mean, this is just going to be its own thing. Like, and we're going to see how this goes. Oh, I mean, okay. it's, it, it is in its sense, like, uh, it, like, but I'm not counting it as an additional season. This is just going to be its own thing. Um, then welcome to the Orbcast. Yes. We are scrying with spheres yes. into the unknowable. The unwant-to-knowable. Actually, no, it literally the unknowable because a, a big theme of... <laughs> Probably this this entire cast is going to be, I I, I, I have a I, I, there's going to be a recurring segment. It's going to drop in and out of of the the the, the recording of questions without answers. Yes, or answers that come out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> answers at a terrible price. Um, but yeah. So what the fuck is this? Uh, we haven't had to do one of these in a long time. So so uh, we. Uh, are are here, um, at least within this season of this context of this podcast, to talk about the uh, uh, early aughts webcomic, Dominic Deegan, Oracle for Hire. And when you say early aughts, like this literally started in 2002. So yep. this is like the 20 year anniversary, more or less, of this <laughs> fucking thing. Um. Yeah, uh, we first started reading this when we were we were but tiny babies. Yes, uh, back before web comics had invented good web comics yet. Yeah, no, like like uh, 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 chillins these days are spoiled for choice. Yeah, uh, the, so spoiled for choice that like the uh, uh, market competition has weeded out anything like Dominic Deegan. Yes. Um. Uh. uh back back in this day. The only criteria required to be a podcast, or not a podcast, sorry, a webcomic was <laughs> you could just literally start one if you like knew how to like code a website and you could draw. Like drawing wasn't even really necessarily required. You just oh had, yeah, like, sprite comics was I'm, a huge genre. I don't even mean like, sprite comics. I mean like I mean like honest like even XKCD is like just done with stick figures like you have to have a dream that's that's about the only real thing you have to have like you have to have ambition and the drive to make it real I, which mookie I, <laughs> Toronto, I, the, I don't uh, even the, think the author of this had i don't even think oh i my count God. i don't even think i count uh uh this is ambition i think i think this is entirely inertia you have to have like an idea and then just have like nothing else going on enough that this just becomes the thing you do every week uh, every day in some cases every day but that does stop pretty quickly and um but also like so like one of the things with Dominic Deegan that was insane about it initially was that it was like a day a strip comic but that's still kind of a fib because Dominic Deacon is a very weird animal for a lot of different reasons. Like, I do implore people to at least, like, go and look at it. Uh, not read it, but, like, look at it. <laughs> and, like, the thing <laughs> the thing about this is that this is a complex fantasy epic that is done in the style of a Sunday Funnies. Which just in, doesn't in, work. In every way. Like, up to and including the, like, ways that, uh, like... Some Sunday funnies developed massive 
uh, internal mythoses. Like yes, <laughs> like it's it's one of those like sitcom that's gone on way too long or um, soap opera things of. <coughs> It's a purely serialized thing. Uh, every storyline is um, pulled out of the author's ass. Um, uh, and because of that, um, everything is, is, is made up of convenience. Um, the, the most planning out uh, that's done is, like, in the shower. Like, oh, no, here's here's a thing that I want to get around to eventually. And, and you know, maybe they eventually will. Uh, but the the actual implementation of it is is literally day to day. Yeah, it it um, is. Dominic Deegan, like in many webcomics of this era, are definitionally shaggy dog stories. They are whatever I could come up with that sounded exciting in the moment, and then I just kind of have to like it, live with that decision. It it is. Um, yeah, back in the day, webcomics were written in the way that fan fiction is today. Like it, like like it, it. The uh, our our previous podcast, the the fanfic fanfic cast. Um, we we talked about fanfics, and one of the things that like we we kept running into is you know one of, one of their their biggest problems is they can't revise. <laughs> they 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 don't really have access to an eraser. Um, uh, the the uh, at least you know two of the stories would be um massively aided by. A second pass, it, like you know, they're they're you know like novel length now, but they 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 um they they'd really shine if they could they could uh, go back and do a a rewrite a, a, a revision to to tighten things up. Um, that problem is magnitudes worse in the case of an illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just uh, not just an illustrated, like a a comic that just has to keep moving forward. It's like you have to update it three times a week because that's what the demon in your mind tells you to do um and you can't stop <laughs> three to seven times a week the, this the, this web comic has to stay above a speed 88 miles an hour or the whole thing explodes uh and so of course you know it it, it has it's it's a big Magic is involved. The 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 you know the the titular character Dominic. Yeah, Deacon yeah we'll we'll is, get into explaining in it, it like that when we like in a second. Okay. But like yeah, the um, the reality of the like of the webcomic format as existed like this was far more of a performance of timekeeping than of like quality. Like you would make things as consistent as possible because it's what kept people interested in reading your comic that's why like most of the comics that survived this era are gag comics about video games or fucking i don't know whatever that whatever the fuck xkcd is a, a, math, a comic <laughs> what, about math jokes the, the what if you were what if you were doing an inktober comic for a decade straight <laughs> um and that's like the only way to survive is you just kind of have to like do that because these ones that were about stuff, quote unquote, like I, I, I don't know how to describe like there, there's a there is a significant difference in webcomics of webcomics that are just meant to be dumb, light reading and comics that are meant to be a, about things. Uh, OC vehicles. Yeah. Like this is an OC vehicle, I think. And, and that that was kind of a, a subgenre. 
Yeah. Um, still sort of is, but it, like they, they could actually get off the ground back in the day when, again, yeah, this, no market this was a like vehicle for your bad fantasy uh, setting that nobody was going to look at. So you just had to like roll up your sleeves and make a bad webcomic about it so that people would have to like look at it and like um. wrangle <laughs> with its uh, its storytelling. Um. And if you did it for long enough, like, people would eventually, like, notice, word of mouth would go up, you would be part of a web ring. Yeah. Um, uh, and and people, the kids that back in the day starved for content would, like, you know, poke around the web ring when that was still a thing. Um, and eventually come across it. And Yeah, or you'd go if, on, if, and eventually you'd go to keenspot.com, which would have, like, the top comics that were all, like, tied into that specific thing. Uh, and and like yeah, at, at a certain point, because of the sheer sheer weight <laughs> of, of 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 Mookie's persistence, had so much of it that there there was enough that like you can you can like I I I I struggled with trying to you know, get into reading this again because I I was mainly because I was cringing at my past self like what did you see in this yeah <laughs> um. Uh, but like it 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 it's a it it trick it it, it gets you. I uh, see the thing <laughs> is, and I, I, I that was the thing I wanted to say too is that something I've definitely noticed over doing this this podcast is that both me and Weird have fundamentally different reactions to like I'm just gonna say it bad media because I do think this is bad <laughs> media. Um, oh yeah, and that like, oh, there's no denying that. And it, that like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak a few things of praise uh, that about like this, weird but, gets like uh, yeah. fed up with things where like I'm already like twelve chapters into this and I started reading it like for the podcast a couple of days ago because like I I love watching the car crash in <laughs> slow motion like getting to like pick through like the rubble as it's like careening through the air i'd be like oh that's an interesting idea oh and it never gets touched <laughs> up on oh that's interesting oh oh i mean like we're gonna talk about a lot of interesting ideas and that's why i like that's why i i stopped it at three chapters and i, I stopped at I, seven I, for this. I, I i knew i knew that 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 phi went like way ahead and and i think that there's that, that i've i've got so many like uh, little reminder notes on these two pages yeah. <laughs> of things I want to talk about in just these three. Um, uh, but I'm going to be going for it ahead of that because the I, thing, I hope my you project, don't. Like, let, let's, no, let me finish. You, you my, can get the, to that stuff. Can All I right. finish? My the, the part of the project I'm going to be working on doesn't work <laughs> if we just stop where you want to stop. That's why okay. I, the thing I was trying to get at before we started this episode. Um, <laughs> so... Part of my, like, contributing to this, because I think that it's going to be hard to keep tabs on who we're talking about, because a lot of this thing, before we... Because we're doing a lot of setup before we even get into this, but, like, every character has a complete nonsense name, and, like, there's a very complicated, connected web of losers that you kind of just have to keep tabs on, because the story sort of just expects you to remember every loser it brings up. Uh, so part of the fun for me about doing this is I've started, like, generating a, f a funny character web. And <laughs> that character web is going to get 
very complicated every episode. Um, as I just get to add more and more faces to it. Also, it's a way of, like, being able to, like, look at a physical thing. And when we say, like, Dominic Deegan, you can look and be like, that's what Dominic Deegan looks like without having to actually read the comic to do so. Because faces do not exist in this universe for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> they are all the same doll with, with different wigs yes. and, and, and costumes. As was um, the style of the time. And the style of the time was how to draw a manga uh, uh, that you'd pick up from a scholastic book fair. Uh, and it wouldn't teach you how to draw a manga, but it would dry, teach you how to draw some fucked up faces. Um, but... Uh, uh so the 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 overall premise uh of of uh, uh Dominic Deegan Oracle for Hire is um what if uh instead of uh growing up to become a cop uh Harry Potter grew up to become John Arbuckle <laughs> See I I I read it way more as like Harry Potter wasn't ambitious enough What what if what if Harry Potter grew up to just be like a self-employed asshole. Um, he is the biggest dick. <laughs> so, so like, Dom, like, yeah, because like we can already talk for hours about how this comic's basic premise is befuddling. So, Dominic Deegan Oracle for Hire is exactly as it sounds. It opens up with Dominic Deegan. He's an oracle. He can see into the future, and he rents out that service to the local village. And he hates all of his clients uh, with, like, a burning passion. Uh, and establishes two things right away. Business is booming, and he hates everybody he interacts with. Which creates a third question in my mind uh, right away. Why? I, 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 I have read a bunch of this again, and I don't remember the justification, if there even is one, why the protagonist does this for a living. Like, is this just... It, it, it becomes increasingly insane when you find out more about him later on in the comic, but, like... Yeah, because he just... For... Like, why would you do this for a living if you hate it, outside of just the fact that... Because he's, he's what's known as a seer. He has the ability to see into the future. Outside of just, that's the skill set he possesses, I feel like there is a lot of applications you could take for that to, do, to generate all sorts of different income. But, like... The problem with that is that, like, asking these questions doesn't work because the basic premise isn't meant to be what? dug at like that initially, I mean, like, right away. Like, yeah, yeah, no, like, the, the, right, away. Sorry. right away, it is it is just a gag strip. Like, the, the first chapter kind of isn't one. It's it's kind of just a bunch, it's a collection of gags before the story feels itself out. It, it establishes the idea that he hates his job and his job is a is a series of gags of character comes in hey i have a dumb you know a dumb internet joke well at that but future telling so it'll be stuff like doctor you know everything i touch hurts am i sick and then he just looks at the future and he's like well actually it's because your finger's broken classic doctor humor strip but just recontextualized as what if the doctor could see the future and that's really the only difference. The one I want to fixate on is like the second one because it's a recurring gag in the story, and it's like bel it belies a problem I already have with this comic, which is its sexual politics are frustrating. 
Because oh, this it, this is not kind to women. This, this is <laughs> like it's the the second comic of the it is the joke of it's a woman who comes in with like large breasts, which already I want to like dispute that claim because like the author's conception of large breasts are slightly bigger than average like enough to have cleavage basically is like what counts as large breasts in this comic and her complaint is that she's an airhead who doesn't get that she has back pain because of her large chest and you know the punchline is well i foresee back pain in your future haha and like that wouldn't be such a big deal like it's a bad joke whatever it's not funny but like that's not what the comic thinks (laughs) The comic yeah. thinks this jokes is hilarious, and, and keeps coming, uh, coming back around to it. Um, so, the the, the very first uh, customer that we hear of, uh, who like like the, the the joke is that he gets these stupid asks. Everybody asks him all these stupid questions. The, the incredible omniscient foresight of of a, of a true seer, and they're asking this. His, his first customer in the very first strip wants to find their goddamn house keys. <laughs> like, this is not an unreasonable thing to, to, to pay an omniscient man to I, tell I, you I just, like, the answer to. Uh, I mean, but like, also, um, like, what is a good enough and like, what is a good enough question is like a, a thing that is never really examined by these jokes. Agree. Either. And like, again, we wouldn't be fixating on this if this comic wasn't like a absurd prophetic harry potter wish fantasy comic okay so so i've got i got i got two things uh one so i i, I want to first the first thing to lighten the mood <laughs> which is sort of by like i'd say head canon but it's not willful it, it's a thing that like i can't stop reading into the script uh into the into into the comic and i know it's unintentional because we we later uh, eventually we'll find out the name of this town, and here's a bit of lore: the name of the town is the same name as the author's high school. Yeah. Um. So no, these people are just dumb. Yeah. They're they're like they're 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 dumb small town jerks. There there um, is a very it, high school tone to a lot of the things that happen. But. But be, because most of the villagers are smiling. <laughs> At, at most of the times they interact with Dominic, and especially what we'll talk about it later, in, in regards to um, the the Luna arc, I am uh, this comic is so so much more entertaining if you read it that the villagers are fucking with him, yeah, at every turn. But that also doesn't work it's, because the mob does in fact hate his eventually. Guts. Yeah, uh, but it's, uh, but it's uh, like, but it's part of the story. Like but, you can't just say like, well, eventually. And, 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 and you can and and I I think you can come up with like excuses for for why that might also be, but like uh, like up up to up to this point in, in 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 at least the first three chapters, it is so easy to read it that they are actually just all fucking trolling him, yeah. um and like like that his his business he does not realize that he is the town dunking tank clown like <laughs> that people pay him um to to watch him just. Hume, um, in his like self-importance. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so, so like um, the reality of the comic, say, though, in my opinion, though, is a lot more sinister in that it defines characters who are intelligent as being also innately good, 
and characters who are dumb as being innately bad, which is a lot more of a problem. Oh um, yeah, overarchingly. Um, uh, it's a, it's a spoiler. We'll come back to this, and and uh, I'll I'll talk about how I found out about this. It is important to note, uh, I think, a- ahead of time, that um, Mookie, the author's stance, is that part of the essential fantasy uh, of this story is that there are good people and bad people, like that people have an essential good or bad nature, mm-hmm. um, and. That's gonna gonna be a revealing take. Yeah. Um, as it goes on. Um uh and you have the people of this village, bad. They're they're simply uh an innately bad people. Yes. Well I would say that they're um, like innately stupid and therefore bad. Bad. Like yes. I, I think it's it's old, it's, it's important. It's a very lib kind of yeah. yeah, it is very important as far as I'm concerned that you have to understand that the story's conception of good is also intelligent and bad also stupid or short-sighted or like naive but always kind of bad like because it, it, it'll become a recurring thing in this uh there are very few exceptions to these kind of like general societal norms in the story um and we'll have to point them out when they come out but for the most part if you are a person who values their intellect, you are just a good person. You are, a, and and if you don't, you're not. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we got a lot of characters to introduce in this fucking thing. Well, um, it, it, but also, it, first not- of all, being Dominic Deegan, who I am not done talking about. There's something very important I want to talk about in in regards to Dominic Deegan, um, our protagonist. Okay. So uh, Dominic Deegan is is the physical embodiment. <laughs> No, well, not. I mean, he's a drawing. A, 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 yeah, 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 a yeah, yeah. Poor drawing. Anyway, it, it is the embodiment of the principle of if you find yourself surrounded on all sides at all times uh, by Cretans, perhaps the real Cretan is the one in the mirror. <laughs> See, like uh, my my read on Dominic Deegan is that if he he if he was alive and real. Now he was the kind of guy on YouTube that complains about there being too many sexy women in comics. Oh yeah, yeah. Or not enough, oh, okay. like some some degree of enough. No, 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 no. Too, too, too many. He he would be a prudish lib and like yeah, talking about the de- degradation of yeah. the art form. Yeah, he he like, definitely be like that like Nazbull guy, like Caleb Maupin. I was only thinking about him recently again, but he's like very anti-degeneracy. Oh shit! He yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, no, he probably would be a Nazbull. Because the, the the sheep can't can't think for themselves, and so it's it's up to the intellectual class to, to shepherd them yeah, some, uh, with an iron fist. Some into sort a of philosopher era. king, an, an oracle, perhaps. Okay, so, um, so the thing about Dominic is that it fails to understand, like like, so it it, it it's uh, uh, the, the Dominic's character is very much aping a form without understanding. It, it's nature like like um he he is the curmudgeon surrounded by assholes uh he's 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 the lovable curmudgeon or at least he's supposed to be um but the thing about that archetype of of the like um uh lovable jerk the 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 curmudgeon who's too, too smart for his surroundings is that uh the, the comic keeps forgetting and will eventually entirely forget that that character 
is a clown. Like it is 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 wrong. Yeah, essentially. But I, I, like I think that like that's it, the, it's, it's, that happens because of the shift towards like away from being a comedic like gaga strip comic to a fantasy epic with comedy in it. Well, no, so no, like it's so um no the, the problem is that um the author views the uh, Dominic as foundationally correct. That the people around him are all all dumb assholes, and he is a good smart boy. Mm-hmm. Unlike, so so like the 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 like in 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 mass media, popular examples of this character would be Basil Fawlty or Al Bundy. Um, a a contemporary webcomic character, like from the same era, and the two authors are were were at one time in the same friend group, basically. Uh, Black Mage from Eight Bit Theater. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I see, I think that you can also like, I, I don't think it's necessarily that, like this is a like misreading of a clown archetype as much as it's just like, I don't know, like thinking about it like 20 years ago, there was a lot more popularity of he's an asshole, but he's right is like a whole kind of guy because like we're living in the age of like like especially at this time the age of like total lack of empathy on the internet and the idea of being like i i'm so smart i don't have any empathy is like a whole kind of guy you're richards and mortimers perhaps um oh yeah very yeah very ricking morty yeah. uh, um uh oh god yeah no him and his cat are ricking morty yes 100% <laughs> Um, uh yeah we gotta talk about his cat like by the way like this we haven't talked about anything moving forwards in the story kind of almost as a bit because the first chapter of this just isn't anything it's it's just jokes and it doesn't really improve that much into the second and third chapter um i i no i think everything we've talked about like needs being said (laughs) no 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 no, no, don't like no it, it needs being said but i'm just saying like the reason why we're not talking about like plot like i'm not going we're not doing like a rundown oh yeah there there isn't one yeah (laughs) not yet at least uh there will be but it's like on the horizon it's like cresting over the hill screaming at us um but yeah like we got to do like a much quicker introduction to some of the other characters that i like i know become recurring things oh yeah uh uh uh, uh, so sparks um, his cat is, is a cat. what if your cat could talk yes that's it the end he he likes fish way more than any real cat ever would uh, it's his, it's his one punchline. Sorry, his he has three punchlines. He's a cat, uh, so he's got all of the qualities of being a cat as as conceived by a comic book writer. He makes this joke about di- head, like diving headlong onto people, saying "death from above." And his third joke, which gets great, like gets grating real fast, and is like becomes his most defining thing, is he does recaps of the plot up to that point in alliterative puns. Which are clever? Question mark. I guess. I think they're supposed uh, to be clever. Uh, also, he he's he's been neutered, and and was neutered without his knowledge or consent. I count that as part of the cat jokes, though. Personally, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's like, what if your cat knew that they got neutered? That'd be fucked up. Yeah. True. Um. Uh, we've already talked about the townsfolk who, who are sort of a character onto yeah, themselves. They, they are a mass blob. 
the first actual character with a name that matters. Uh, I needed to like find his actual full thing because his only joke initially is that his name is very long, which is Lord Siegfried Gunther Ern Damask von Kallen. Uh, and the joke is his name's too long, so. Uh, uh, can we just call you Siegfried? Yeah, can we call you Siggy? Um, uh, oh yeah, S- Siggy. Uh, um, I hate this character. Not because I think he's that badly written, but he's just so transparent in the kind of character he's supposed to be. Because he is sort of antithetical to, to Dominic Deegan. He is a big bulk jock who believes in honor and fighting, but he doesn't really believe in like anything meaningful, like intellect and smartsness. Uh, so he's just a big, dumb, dumb jock who just wants to fight people all the time to like prove his merit. I- I so me and a huge number a huge number of people on the internet um, really feel that uh, the author accidentally uh, wrote like drew a much fuller character than they intended. Yeah, I don't. And know this about is going to suck way down the line. So okay, like here here's 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 my take on 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 Siggy. And I, I, part of the reason that I, I like him so much might be because he is. Uh, in the first funny joke in the entire strip, sure. Um, uh, which is that, like, the the, the gimmick is, uh, I, I I want to know the the outcome of the duel that I'm going to be in. Uh, you're you're going to be slaughtered. <laughs> yes, you're going to be violently um, slaughtered. The, the joke is that uh, better be my my enemy that's screaming, screaming like a little like a little, little girl. Um, um, and and the the final uh, uh strip in this like you know three strip like storyline. Is um, it's yeah, the camera's on him, and he's saying, I might have overreacted. <laughs> yes, I truly apologize for my uncouth behavior. Yes, as he and then it and like, I, I, yeah, it zooms over to Dominic, who's been like beaten to a no problem. <laughs> yeah, which if that was like what the remainder of the relationship, that'd be fine, but literally his next appearance is being racist. So yes, uh, so so he's extremely vain. Uh, he is racist, but he, there's a lot of reason to to believe that he really wants to embody a knightly ideal that he also knows he falls short of. And as somebody with a with a short temper, um, who uh, fairly routinely embarrasses themselves like 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 does things that are like no one should be proud of i can't help but like directly empathize (laughs) with his situation he is he is a massive tool and he has just enough humanity to be aware of that and like the the metaphor for for siggy that like comes to my mind is what if instead of anti-fascist kansas farmers uh uh ma and pa kent were uh up upper upstate New York stockbrokers. <laughs> yeah, and like, like I don't know. My my read is he's just he's just he's act, he's just as transparent as he's he's just as shallow as he's supposed to be, which is just he's just a big dumb rich jock who's racist. Um and that's his whole character. I mean also that's also Gaston, but like unlike those characters, like Siegfried's like first three appearances from my remember I've, I've only uh, uh read reread up to like his his second appearance 
the the like repeating theme is he comes in all proud and you know uh, arrogant and noble makes a huge ass of himself like a catastrophic ass of himself uh horribly like he, he is he is he is he is deeply vile and it closes with him being profoundly ashamed of himself and and escorting him out himself out of the scene um and that's that's not nothing it's it's not a lot but it's it's, it's I, I certainly mean, not nothing and yeah, it's, it's, but it, I don't know. it's it's I, it's I compelling guess... to me I, I, I sh- sure, but I, I, I just don't think like I don't think you gotta hand it to him because he's still like a like a big racist, and like I don't know like his his most of his characterization is just to be like I'm dumb and don't think things through and want to fight everybody and I constantly cause problems for Dominic because I don't think or ask questions or contemplate my light my role in society in any way. I just fight the bad people and. Uh, I think that anyone I decide is the bad people are the bad people. He definitely, like, there's definitely attempts to try and give her, give him a more, a more smooth thing, but I still find that stuff to be kind of hollow because the attempts to try and draw him out as being a more complicated character just present him as, like, like, I just find that stuff to be such transparent attempts to try and, like, make him a better character within the, like, the morals of the setting, which I don't agree with the morals of the setting i think the morals of the setting are inherently fucked up which we're just gonna you know like this i i I agree and ultimately ultimately the author like i i do remember like down the line the author will uh put their thumb hard on the scale to ensure that no siegfried is just bad yeah he is one of the bad people yeah, uh, of, of good people and bad people, Siegfried is one of the bad ones. Siggy yeah. is Siggy is he's, bad. He's got some like redeeming qualities, so. but like word of God, yeah, um, he has some redeeming qualities, but I don't think that those justify like the things that the things that the author themselves don't actually really think are that bad because it's just it's innate of the setting. Um, but yeah, like I I know we're gonna talk, spend a lot of time talking about Siegfried because we have very different reads on the character. Like I respect your read of the character. It's just. You know, like I said, I, I, I can't get over like his second appearance when like his true appearance when he's a really a character because this first chapter he's like everyone is just a block like they're just it, they exist for puns. Uh, they they I actually like don't remember if like the dumb thieves get introduced in the first chapter. They do. The they uh, stunt and bumper are are introduced uh, in in uh, daring the gag phase and yeah, their it, gag. Is that um, there? There are these two two local thieves um, in this small town, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, like time, place, geography, all none of that matters to, yeah. to our. I, these are um, other characters I have huge problems with because when they when they like meet with the bigger, broader ramifications of the setting, because the joke of them is that they are two dumb thieves that are wanting to like play wet bandit to a person who can see in the future, which on its face is funny. But the problem I actually have with them isn't necessarily with the two of them as much as it's just with the one of them, because they start, it starts to like create some of the problems of the haha we're in the two thousands era and like fucking what's his name? Scoot. Uh, it's scoot and booper. Uh, um, uh, uh, scout. 
from uh, from Team Fortress. Stunt is the, the the mean one, and Bumper is the sociable and, one. And the thing about that is that Stunt is the mean blonde. And, but the thing and, about and that is that is that the... description of them isn't doing it justice because, like, that's like a normal pair of characters in a story, right? Like, it's it is two guys. They're idiots who want to cause a ruckus, and they're like a funny joke em ups. But like, it fucking Scoot Scoot McBoop. Uh, his core character is that he fucking hates women in every possible way and he hates any association with femininity and he wants to violently murder the protagonist uh the only reason why he's like not treated as a serious character is because the main character can see the future but his actual reasons in his way is methodology of being mean is so overblown it's ridiculous it's it is a it is a huge um, oversight by the creator to write a character who is comically cruel for like the bit joke that they're supposed to be um, and that's like a thing I really that really really bothered me about like rereading this was like oh this character sucks and they, I know that they just get like almost nothing ever bad happened to them. like they get like joke bonk em ups like they get Looney Tunes punished but they never get like there's no meaningful like real attempt at trying to deal with this for for a very long time and they're in the story and a lot and it sucks um because their one joke is haha i fucking hate women uh and it's like uncomfortable that this character is allowed the, to the author understands you know like any lib on an intellectual level that he is supposed to find misogyny bad but <laughs> yeah it's very, uh, it's very in the end doesn't doesn't appear to feel it. <laughs> yeah, it's very inarticulate in the way that it's bad. It just simply is like, and and so it is so overblown. It is this ridiculous parody of like a character, and 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 the reason why I wanted to talk about that character is because he also lays into this thing about the comic, and it's like kind of why I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that that happens after chapter three. Though it does happen in chapter three as well. Is that the the Gagaday strip is utterly at odds with the story's sense of violence. Like oh, oh, it's so like it is so mean. Yeah, it, it is like like no. So the, the thing that's really eerie about it is that it's kind of I don't know how how to really put it. It's Reagan esque. It is it is at at it is it is at alternating extremes of like saccharin. Yeah, and cruel. It, it's like it's there. There's this weird tone of like saccharine pastoral living, but then all of the violence is like Judge Dreddy and hyper violence, and the things don't mesh well. Um, it it is definitely someone who like read Lord of the Rings and Bastard at the same time. Uh, so these things are just super at odds what? with each other. Red like is a huge fan of Sunday comics. And like, it, it's it's basic. It basically has like the the boomer humor, like tone, like like it is. It is entirely a Sunday comic with an R rating. Like it's it's a Sunday comic with like like because because like the the thing about so many of those Sunday comics, as as you know, many people have editorialized on before, is that they are like so many of them are very mean spirited. Like they they are cruel and ugly in their heart with these like. Uh, cute, round, you know, uh, uh, marketable, uh, shaped characters. Um, 
and and that that cruelty with within the 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 the, the uh, freewheeling internet <laughs> uh, version of that is is able to express itself in occasional like bloody violence. Yeah. Um. So so chapter and suicide two and jokes. Chapter two and three can kind of be like summated because I think that they're kind of part yeah, A and part B of the same storyline. Uh. So 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 uh, uh. Chapter one is just Oracle for Hire, like the, the, the any oh, initial uh, series of gag strips. This is definitely going to be a long episode. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. Um, um. Chapter two is called the Curse. Um. um wherein okay, so her, so her her name is spelled. It's uh, Kruna. Like yeah, like a Kruna, uh, tri- um, tra- uh, Travoria. Yeah, Travoria. Well, that's how it's spelled, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Norma Desmond. It's um, uh, uh, I see. I read it as huge bitch, uh, and I think that's the way we're supposed to read the character. So so probably. So um, the first actual real character that isn't a bit that gets introduced is a woman who is a. She's like the fucking the lady joker. She is unpleasant to look at because the the artistic attempt to try and make like an ugly woman like looking woman and an age looking woman is to make her utterly sharp and angular. But it makes her look like she's going With to a like a bunch split. of extra lines like yeah. she she still has the they, they can't he. The author can't break out. Mookie can't break out of the uh, how to draw manga template. So the best he can do is put a bunch of extra lines on the same doll. Like this, this is one of those characters that definitely is like really requires this character map because like you just kind of got to see her. And her whole bit is she's just a stereotypical like stepmom archetype. She's not actually a step stepmom, but her she's the archetype of like yeah, I'm vain like, and beautiful, but I I'm obviously ugly because I'm old. She, she, and that's also a really nasty thing. Is mm. that is that everyone oh, sure. like regards her as hideous? Yes, but she's just she's just old. Like yeah. she she she's like uh, late middle age. Like she she like um uh, but but everybody sort of universally agrees like, she's so ugly. And and the question she has for uh, to she's paying Dominic. She she has an appointment with him. And in a small note, um, the first at like they gotta get off on a bad foot because Dominic knows that he has an appointment for eleven o'clock, but he's hanging out in his lounge chair, <laughs> like like he doesn't even like get up to, to meet her at the door. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this is like this is also one of those um, things that gets annoying about Dominic Deegan's future site is like, how did he not know her name already? <laughs> how, like, how did he not know her name because she's the local lord? Like, yeah. she's the there's, there's, how many castles does this, like, remote village have around it that, that he could possibly not know the name of the most, like, influential figure yes. in a in hundred miles? But yeah, but so it's a pretty simple setup and punchline. She's like, is there anyone in the world more beautiful than me? You know, the classic mirror, mirror on the wall thing. And he can't answer her correctly because he's a jerk. Um, yes, and I don't even have to look in my crystal ball to know. Yeah, and it's like that's bad customer service. Uh, you're gonna get a bad Yelp review, and you deserve it. And he does in the form of <laughs> in the form of a pretty hilarious prank. Um, it's, it's it's. I think it gets um, old real fast, but yeah, he gets cursed um, so that anytime he puffs on his cigarette, no, sorry, he puffs a pipe. Sorry, because of course, yeah, he it's a meerschaum pipe. Um, it makes a fish fall on his head with a fap sound effect, which is one of those things that 
there's no way they could have known, but it has not aged well yep. into the future. So every time he smokes a pipe, it just goes, fap, and it hits him with a big fish, which we are and like... A, and a big phallus appears from the sky yes. and, fall, and drops on his head. And it is and it is very, like, we are in the age of fish milk, and, like, the funniest thing in the world is to hit another man with a fish, because, of course, I have watched every Monty Python skit uh, backwards and forwards hundreds of times. Uh, and that informs all of my humor because I'm a nerd uh, in the aughts. Um, and like, frankly, he had it like he's just had this coming. Like, um, and uh, it it is only ever acknowledged once by stunt and bumper of like, if it's only triggered when you smoke, could you just yeah? Which not which also leads me into the the nefarious solution to this uh, curse is unpleasant. Because it's not about... Oh, yeah. He doesn't, like, go and, like, grovel to her or, like, try to find a way of, like, breaking the spell, which we find out would actually be pretty easy to do um, uh, pretty quickly in. His first thought is, oh, those two incompetent thieves that try to rob me all the time. What if I got them to steal it for me? And blackmail them, too. Like, not even, like, pay them for the service, but, like... Which gets into that problem, that funny problem earlier, where it's, again, if you're smart, you're good, and if you're dumb, you're evil. Because it's just taken for morally granted that, of course, this is just the course of action. Oh, Oh, yeah. Like, actually, speaking of, um... So, so when, when, like, uh, uh, Stunt, I think, asks him, like, why don't you just stop smoking? Instead of, like, a hilarious sort of curmudgeon answer, like, of, you know, some sort of, like, fuck you, <laughs> like, how dare you, um, uh, that, that a smoker would give, his answer is, is, uh, <laughs> well, if stealing uh, gets you sent to jail, why don't you just stop? Yeah. Dude, do you think this is a hobby for him? Which, <laughs> do you but think that's the thing, though, is that in this story, pastime? that's the problem, though, is in this story, it would be, like... Stealing is definitely a hobby of theirs, or it's never, ever really looked into that they steal for survival. It's just a thing they do because they're bad necks. They're just no good. They're rotten eggs, so of course they steal. Um, But yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, man, this fucking chapter is so rough. This is such a rough introduction to, like, this thing and this character. <laughs> so we go to... We, we flash to Castle Trevoria, which is... Yeah, like again, the the pastoral setting of Linsbrook is contrasted weirdly with this castle that apparently is just nearby, um, looming over them. And Dominic didn't know the name of its owner. Which we 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 learn that uh, that idiot dumb jock has been set up to, as like a potential fiance of. Kruna's ugly daughter, which we're told is ugly, 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 which I was really baffled by this going back into it because I remembered that this is this is what like Luna's, which is spoilers, the character's name, like this is what her initial baggage is. But the punchline is all wrong because the joke of it is she's like, you know, obviously she doesn't she has she's inherited none of my looks, obviously. And Siegfried goes like, Oh, thanks, non-denominational God, um, that she doesn't look like her ugly, <laughs> ugly mother. Which, like, that's a pretty obvious punchline, you know? And then, you know, Luna's attractive because she doesn't look like her mother. But it's like a double twist that is, 
Yeah, she she she's introduced Fucking wearing a mean. veil. It's really mean. And, yeah. <laughs> and and I and I need to like like and, and it's like okay, so like so she's wearing a veil and she's like he's like, "Oh, yeah, she's pretty enough from the eyes up." And then she takes the veil off and he like all but vomits in front of her and she's like, "Oh, like she's like heartbroken, but apparently this happens to her all the time." And we revealed what her like physical deformity because that's how it's referred to as is that she has cute little anime girl fangs but they're like orc tusks instead um she has yeah she has upward jutting cute anime girl fangs basically and the fucked up thing because this is where like this is the thing where like i can't cotton with the idea that siegfried is supposed to be a character that has like in depth because his first response to seeing a girl is Oh, you look like a racial minority, and that's bad. Because the sticking point about fangs is that's what orcs have, and orcs are ugly in this setting. Um, and you can say, well, he's uniquely racist, right? Like that's the joke is he's a Gaston. He's he's uniquely racist, but that's not true. Everyone yeah. looks at her and goes, she's ugly for being an orc. Um. Y- yeah. Yep. <laughs> And 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 we're treated to like seven, like not even all in a row, but like 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 two two in a row at a time, generally, like like a whole bunch of uh, suicide jokes. Yeah, like, I I showed a friend to this, and they couldn't help but laugh because like these jokes are so like th- like are like at not jokes? with like they're fucked up. Like I I don't know what to take of these because it's it's a recurring gag of her like. I, my my spirit is broken, and I need to, I I need to depart this world, so I'm gonna hang myself, um, with this like well crafted noose that just happens to be in my room, um, cause yeah, and again, like as as a, as a follow up to the punchline, like Scoot and Boop show up, at, and like in the throes of being chased by Siegfried, and they go. Oh, a girl, an ugly girl, ah! and they Scooby do their way out to like really like twist the knife on on Luna. Um, oh, um, uh, we 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 uh, a small bit of praise inexplicably out of nowhere. Um, so Scoot and Boop have have a strip where like have a couple strips of oh no, the heist is is gone all wrong. The night is ghost. Um, they, they, they noticed outside that, uh, uh, oh, is that the banner of, like, uh, the, the house of Siegfried? Yeah, and, like, Siegfried's, like, house banner is inexplicably the most well-drawn thing in the entire strip so far. (laughs) It is uncanny, yes. Um, uh, was it vexology, vextology, what is it, I forget the, 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 the science of map making, but that's, that, that was Mookie's real calling, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, which is going to be real ironic in the um, but yeah um, so also Dominic shows up because he's like oh I can't trust those idiot thieves for anything so I'll just do it myself which just really boggles the mind on why this even happened um, but it's it's so that he and Luna can end up in the same room together um, so we can get the like well gosh you're not ugly at all um. Uh, and also, this is an insane contrived plan by your mother. Um, because I have seen it with my visions, yes. but my 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 really weirdly unreliable omniscience, my like special the, the, the omniscience eyes. that <laughs> that's only there when it matters. 
and um and and when like uh so, so what were you doing in my house in the first place <laughs> like why, why did you break into our castle i'm looking for for a cure to this uh to to this curse um and it turns out she can just remove it yes there was literally no reason for any of this um, um but, and but but what? how did my vision not show me that you could do it wait it's because because the timeline's been altered by my actions you were dead in my vision and it was your mother's fault the whole time because uh, but actually we're skipping ahead because um it, it's, it's in between it's convoluted yeah um so uh we're we're led to believe that stunt uh, uh scoot and boop <laughs> are, are killed by siegfried off screen yes uh, he 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 murders them to 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 get over his frustration uh, with, with uh, nearly being engaged to an ugly, yeah. <laughs> an uggo. Yes, an orc faced um, lady. Uh, 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 and um, uh, so as as Dominic is is yeah trying to explain the situation, like my relationship with my mother isn't great, but she. She wouldn't like intentionally drive oh, me to suicide, and this is <laughs> and <laughs> storms into the room saying, "Girl, aren't you dead yet?" Yeah, this is like dog shit writing, absolute dog shit. Just, like, aren't you dead yet? I wanted you to kill yourself, and she just explains her whole plan, and it's a ridiculous plan where like Siegfried, like Siegfried's presence is this whole thing where like they have like a dumb like a clause in their hospitality laws where like if somebody dies while they're there they have to like pay out a large sum and apparently she's been like breaking luna's will over like and i gotta say a single year is a ridiculous thing like you shouldn't have put a timer on this but the idea is that over the last year she's been breaking her will with a series of like uh like ridiculous jock uh uh, fiancés so that she'll kill herself on on uh, Siegfried's watch and so that they have to pay out like a huge uh, sum of money which is already a plan that has like a lot of moving parts like it requires like her will getting broken at kind of like the right time for this plan yeah like like she, she she measured this out like surely she has access to the seer arts as well because she measured it out that like okay this one is definitely the, the, the one. But good thing uh, Siegfried... I even, I even decorated her uh, room with a noose <laughs> inconspicuous. But good thing Siegfried's here to overhear the entire plan and his solution to every problem is just to like uh, uh, introduce a uh, sword to object. Um, so like it to, to, to brief note, like yeah um, uh, d- during the initial uh, argument uh, uh, she said, yeah. and what are you going to do about it, Seer? And, um, uh, and like the second funny joke of the entire strip, he puffs, uh, catches the fist just before it hits his head and wallops her with it. And I'm going to say, I'm going to th- shoot my shot. That is the only other funny joke in this comic. Mm, <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> I, 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 I strain to remember anything besides, like, I, like I, another friend was reading this and at best they would get like, exhale loudly through their nose which i don't think counts as funny i think that just counts as like (laughs) neurons are firing um but yeah then the uh, like okay we gotta i'm gonna i'm gonna summate like the luna chapter very very quickly oh god uh, because it's 
Um, it's one of those things where it's like a lot of waffling happens, but the beginning of it is something. Uh, oh, uh, oof. Okay, so so the 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 curse chapter ends with Dominic for some reason assuming that Luna will fine. be in this woman's in in, in Karuna's will. Yes. <laughs> uh, he. Well, like for one thing, assumes that like she she wouldn't have been disinherited yeah. <laughs> uh, when the plan was to kill her, and two, um, assumes that there's even any money to inherit if her mother was this desperate to to like pull off an insurance scam, essentially. And like, as a third thing, why didn't he just use like his future sight to check, like at all, like how this is gonna play out going forwards? Like obviously, this this woman is obviously an emotional wreck. Why wouldn't you even like bother to be like, oh, maybe I like look at my crystal orb and like, yeah, see. or yes, and, stick around, make sure like, and especially because I remember when I read the at the end of this chapter, I thought that was what happened because he's like laying in bed, like with his arms up on behind his head, and he's thinking to himself like, oh well, she's probably gonna do fine, and like the literal last panel of the la- of that chapter is her going off a bridge, and my instinct because of the like the Kuleshov thing of like the comparison of two panels is like, oh, that's that is his actually- vision. Yeah, like, that, he, that he, didn't like, happen yet. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the punchline is that he he foresees her throwing herself off the bridge. Yeah, and then he goes <laughs> and- to stop that, which would make her like a but more no. heroic character. No, he just goes fishing. <laughs> to, to make it up to his cat like yes. there's no more free fish the, the curse is over uh now we'll have to uh, get fish the hard way uh. um and um and so yeah they, they find her in the river miraculously unharmed <laughs> uh no hypothermia no broken bones uh uh she is she is she's is washed up on a rock in a river <laughs> inexplicably unharmed Yes. Um, they take her in. It's one of those. It's one of those soft rivers. I keep yeah. About. They they take um, her in, this... and, and uh, this chapter is a lot of it, like it's an obvious thing. Like it it's it is the meet cute chapter. Like that's the, yeah. the fastest way to sum it up. It is the meet cute chapter. She, they they fall for each other very quickly. She reveal um, and and, and the, I wanted to talk about how they 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 do because it sucks. Which is yep. she's smart, and and like I. I could talk forever about, like, the problem of, like, romanticizing utility, because that's what's essentially happening. It's like, it's okay, you're ugly. He doesn't see her as ugly because, like, I mean, he's not a fucking moron. Like, he's he's one of the smart people in the story, so obviously he sees her for what she is, which is cute anime girl fangs and not an orc. Even though, like, I'm gonna have to talk about that when orcs come up in the story. But also, orcs just look like Luna. Like, they don't look meaningfully different. They're just green and have tusks. Like, they're not, like, giant, ugly monsters. So, like, comparing themselves, like, that stuff is, like, frustrating. Um, We're just supposed to take it on the word of the people in the story. Well, you, reader, are smart. And and only the smart can can look past her, her horrific deformity, yeah, her, her, her <laughs> horrible racialized deformity. Let's not forget that part. Um. um uh, the the inner the the beginning of this arc is is the is one of the last times she'll have any characterization beyond uh uh, sm- uh like she's beautiful, but she's also a nerd. 
and she thinks um, she's ugly and has no self-esteem. Yeah, they uh, the, 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 there is there is a single panel which will be the the end of of any other part of her characterization, which is uh, that she is this awful snob, as you would expect of a, of, of, of a rich bitch. <laughs> Um, there's a later who, who up, up until now lived in a castle. Like she is, she is horrified by by Dominic's squalid little hut. <laughs> there's a later scene that I wanted to talk about that happens in one of the later chapters. That's like before chapter eight, which is the big turnover into like a big dumb arc. Where there's a bit where like Dominic is like sitting in a carriage and he has a knife wound from stunt. Because uh, I'm gonna wrap up the tree arc really, really fast. Because I'm gonna do it. Because it doesn't make my it makes my fucking timeline not make any sense. Otherwise, my map, my character map, not not make any goddamn sense. But he's he's suffering from a knife wound from Scoot, and she casually mentions uh, how about how she's like maybe she's more like her family than she thinks she is, and maybe she just like hurts people without thinking about it. And she bumps her head like she's like leaning on, uh on Dominic for like, you know, emotional support, but he's, she's doing it onto his wound. And that's like the only like visual metaphor I can think of in this fucking story that's done on purpose. Um, and like in the same way that like Siegfried is like, obviously a character you far more identify with than I think is uh, deserved. That scene makes me want to like Luna way more because it's like an interesting, it, like the, 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 her, that it's not just that she has this surface deep, like, oh, she's a cute nerd girl and she doesn't realize how attractive she is and how smart and beautiful and great she is. But maybe she has some underlying issues by being raised by fucking psychotic nobles. And she, maybe she has a little bit more of that going on for her than she ex than she realizes. But, like, that's not really the character. Like, that's that's an unjustified depth uh, because the, that never really happens again. But I do like that scene a lot. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm gonna, uh, it, uh, like, like we, 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 we could end here. It's, it's, it's been an hour, but, um, I'll let, um, uh, I, Fi speed run. I, I, uh, it's it, the, the main, re the only reason, yeah. real reason why I want to talk about up to chapter eight is because it like, give us some stuff for the future. And also I want to talk about Gregory and we can't talk about Gregory if we just stop at chapter three. Okay. Um, um, then, then let me let me let me have these these last few things about chapter three, and I'll I'll let I'll let you go. Yeah. Um, at it. Um, the tailor is an ally. <laughs> he so he 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 goes. Fuck! So, I forgot about the dress scene. Oh, that, yeah, that could uh, take an infinite. Like, it, 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 the the long story short on the dress scene is everyone thinks that he's like a gay crossdresser, and that is the most scandalous thing you've ever heard of. It's, yes. it's pure, except for except for the to the tailor who's who's supportive. <laughs> yeah, it's pure homophobia, and it sucks. I hate it on 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 all sides. Like yes. like Dominic is is also. Uh, yeah, th this story has a um, lot of problems with like the scariest thing in the world is being gay is a really but, but, common thing. So so okay so so I, I I bring that up like because you know um uh, uh thank you Taylor <laughs> yes um um. He, he he got the dress and the the rings and earrings, yes. <laughs> the, the, the 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 girly jewels, because it was on Luna's shopping list. <laughs> Luna sends him out into town with a shopping list of things to bring back for her, and on it is his earrings and several diamonds. Please, <laughs> can you give me the fancy caviar? But yeah, um, but that detail will never be stressed again either. That she's like kind of a rich snob. 
Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and also he thinks nothing of it. Like, oh yeah, girl. Yeah, girl stuff. Like, <laughs> like I yeah. need, I need to buy her some girl stuff. Like, here. <laughs> God, speaking of girl stuff, there's a creepy scene in that in that like that meat cute part where he just goes like, mm, "My bed smells like girl." Um, <laughs> and she also does it by like hanging out in his like sweaters and and smelling like yeah they're they're they're, they're both smell. like yeah <laughs> uh they're 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 both freaks uh, and uh when he comes back from the shopping trip uh she mentions oh yeah no uh, while you were gone i read through all your stuff yeah and i think you're the I, smartest I, boy that ever lived and i want to kiss you about it um <laughs> yeah the reason i think that which, we can kind of skip through luna's which like is that. which is enough to justify like you rifled through my shit <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> We're kind of skipping through the Luna chapter a little bit fast because, like, this is also more or less the central romantic thing of the story. So we don't we're going to come back to it like we don't have to, like, get all. Uh, yeah, the first th- th- there is exactly one cute um, dialogue list page where they're they're like talking gibberish to each other. Like, yeah, yeah they're, they're talking like, science at each other. Yeah. Which is like um, it's there's just a bunch of like jokes where it's like lore times it's like lore times idea divided by knowledge is like one of the calculations that they're talking about. This is an insane concept. Um, Maps of meaning. Like in the second episode, I'm going to, we're definitely gonna have to talk a lot more about like magic in this setting and how magic is both really important and like really, really ill served by this story. Um, Because just, just just give it so little. Let's, let's turbo. Like let's, let's talk about Gregory. Yeah, um, let's talk about Gregory. I needed to talk who, about who Gregory. Who is foreshadowed, interestingly, like, yes. uh, in, in a dumb C-mail joke. And next week, we'll ha- I, I, I want to talk about that, because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dumb one-off joke, but it turns out to be extremely important. And As it always It's does. funny to talk about, so we, we, will, we will next time. So I, I leave it to you. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the actual, so the, the actual, what I'm going to actually call the actual official, like, first like adventuring arc of this that isn't just how the main character gets a girlfriend but they're technically not dating yet it is all but presumed because the story has no like it's it's just obvious that these the only two characters who have any sort of interest in each other and luna has no one else to depend upon besides the protagonist just of course she's going to be in love with him she's essentially trapped in the situation of being of her him him being the only person that she has like could have romantic feelings for which we're going to get into later as well as that that's an uncomfortable environment to be in but the first actual arc is set up ridiculously because the story always sets these stuff up ridiculously a lot of the early chapters are helped by the fact the main character can see into the future as just going hey a thing's gonna happen in like four days you gotta go oh yeah there's 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 plot over the horizon better go there (laughs) yeah so you gotta go into the forest your brother's about to get violently murdered by a big tree monster um and it's like, oh, your brother? And then they, int- they they introduce his brother, and he actually has an older brother as well, but he only gets sort of lightly touched on in this. But Who's a cute little twink with a limp. Yes, uh, and it will never let you forget that he has a limp. Um, but I wanted to talk about Gregory uh, uh, as soon as I could, because I wanted to get into the story's, like, extreme ableism, uh, where it does the same thing, where it's like, literally every fucker in the story like hates the main character like hates this character for having a limp just by its nature 
of having a limp. He's he's considered crippled, and it uses the word crippled a lot. It's it's it uses a lot of very ableist language, which again you'd say fine, but if the bad guys are saying it, aren't isn't it supposed to be bad? But also, Gregory self-identifies as a cripple, so it it's clear it's just language that story is comfortable with using. Um, it also uses the word gimp, which I haven't heard the word gimp in like at least twenty years. So it really, really showcases the issues I think that this, the, the past really had. Uh, we have very yeah. rosy feelings about the odds that I think are undeserved. Um, but this actual, the actual, because the reason why I want to talk about the, the Into the Woods story arc, because like like very briefly, is because it's it sets up a bunch of stuff for the future, but it's actually the actual substance of the chapter is very minimal. They go into a forest. They they, they because they think Gregory is being attacked. It turns out that actually Gregory just fainted because the sight of the monster scared him. Uh, but because future sight works like this for this week, uh, if you like future sight into a person, you're physically like viewing from their perspective. So like if the tape runs at a, you know, like if they run at a reel, then like it's over. Like that's the vision is over. So he like interpreted going unconscious as a dying. So he needed to go over there real quick and they like exchange some brothery, like, insulting by calling each other sissies for like being knocked unconscious by the sight of this big monster but yeah gregory he uses a walking stick that it makes no sense no human would wear use a walking stick this way like gregory has a like uh like a severe upper leg injury um that's like caused by magic and like like he would like he needs a cane is what he actually needs but i don't know why He's not drawn with a cane, he's drawn with a walking stick, but, like... It's, yeah, basically a, a crutch, uh, a, a one-sided crutch. Yeah, it, it only uh, it only bugs me because it's one of those things where it's, like, it's 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 poor disability representation because it's, like, it doesn't work. Like, you, you couldn't use a walking stick for the disability he has. Like, it would be too severe because the whole problem with his leg is he can't put weight on it. If he ever puts weight on it, he falls over. It's actually the joke of the character. Uh, is that he's like an idiot, so he'll like go huzzah, we did it, and like raise his cane, his cane, his walking stick over his head in triumph, and then fall over, and then you're supposed to like, haha, it's so funny, a disabled person fell over. <laughs> I'm supposed to clap at that. Um. Uh, but yeah, it just it stuck with me as a thing but that it was I not funny. <laughs> it stuck with me because it's just that like he needs a cane or an actual crutch. Or, like, a brace on his leg or something that, like, this setting we know could provide. Like, this setting's kind of sort of steampunky. It's magic punky. So, like, he could very easily have something that would actually work. But, like, it's outside of the author's ability to draw, I guess, a cane. But, like, I also... Like, so the, the society and, like, technology level is intermittently, like... As advanced as like the 1960s. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Except there's knights and castles. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird. But it, it just it just stuck out to me as like a big uh, as a sore spot because it's it's not unique to like not really think about the fact that like it like that you didn't really think about anything about how your disabled character actually like would function in the society they're in. But also just the fact that it sucks that his one joke is. He can do healing magic, but he can't heal himself because it's too powerful what he has. And he's an idiot and he falls over a lot, um, uh, which just, I don't know, it just sucks. It's not funny. I don't like it. 
Uh, but in spite of not having the one virtuous trait, smartness, he is fundamentally good. Yes. He's good because he has healing magic instead. Um, and healing magic is innately good. Uh, but the actual chapter is, like, not much of substance. Uh, Scoot and Boop get kidnapped by a short guy that they make fun of for being short, and they punt kick him. And it turns out that he's, like, a little guy named Dirk the Mighty. He always talks about being mighty. And, like, the trees in the nearby area got destroyed, and it's, like, it's killing a, a local dryad. And he wants to save the dryad because he's in love with her, but he can't save her because... The Sylvan Oracle, which is the person who, like, runs the forest, I guess, like, needs Dominic Deegan to, like, come and save the day for them. Uh, and he's, like, upset about that. He's also the action. He's the big monster that everyone keeps seeing because he can turn into a big monster form, uh, I guess. But it makes everybody fall unconscious because it's so scary. I, I, I guess. Like, I, I assume that's what it is. I don't know if it's an actual, like, innate magical effect that he can do or it's just... It's just no, he is he is scary in the same way that Luna is ugly. I guess. You take her word for it. <laughs> yeah, there's just a little asterisk that just says, trust me, guys, at the bottom. Um, but yeah, the real important part about this is, uh, the other thing that it, this introduces is, well, actually, it's the trees weren't destroyed by the monster. It was destroyed by a berserker and an infernomancer, which are classes? I don't, like... This is always the thing I've always, like... I don't know if this is trying to do, like, D&D classes, or it's just everyone has titles to the things they are, or if it's, like, somewhere between. It's relatively vague about this. But it's important that one of the characters is an Infernomancer, because it's a... He made deals with the devil to be evil, which I guess gives him cool razor claws, allowed him to violently rip people apart. And again, the violence of this... Uh, arc is really extreme versus the actual stakes of the thing they're trying to save a single tree spirit and the guy they're fighting is like a living hurricane of knives um that uh luckily because he's using inferno mancy can be banished to hell by gregory's healing magic which is a fact we just learned as it gets used um well yeah <laughs> And it's all part of this really contrived plot that, like... I, Super easy, actually. Barely an inconvenience. And it's all part of this, like, really contrived plot where, like, Dominic Dominic finds that, that Luna has illusion powers and they use the illusion to turn him into Gregory because the idea is that, well, the Infernomancer is such a bad guy. He wouldn't... He couldn't help himself but wanting to beat up a defenseless cripple. Um, so... And this would get Gregory mad enough that it would allow him to activate his, like healing power limit break which would send the inferno monster to hell but also thankfully all the wounds that everybody in, like suffered from this fight would get cured by gregory because he's so angry and it fills the air with so much ambient healing magic which is all facts we learn from dominic as they're happening which is just another thing i wanted to like to set up for this story going forwards that happens all the goddamn time is that not only is the ability to see in the future a mistake of a power for a protagonist to have, in my opinion, especially the way that it's done in this, where it's just conveniently whenever it needs to be, and therefore there has to be a lot of rules and checks and balances established to why he can't just literally see into the future at all moments of the day all the time to anticipate every single event, but also like magic in general in this setting, and therefore like powers in general in this setting, exist as they need to happen. So, like, 
Gregory, we found out Gregory has healing magic. That's cool. What can healing magic do? Oh, it does healing, but also, oh, it's actually technically called white magic, because I guess we're also in Final Fantasy. Uh, I don't know if normal magic's called black magic. I haven't been able to find that out. I think it's just called magic. So, like, hurting magic's called magic, but healing magic's called white magic, which is a weird disparity. Oh, oh, we're going to get into it as as the story goes on for there, sure it's it's gonna it, it's gonna get backfield real hard <laughs> but but my point is is that like white magic can do all these weird buff things and four shields and i guess banish people to hell if you're angry enough and like i said that's all details we learn as it's happening and that's like a central problem with a lot of the scheming in this story is that we're not allowed to see it as an audience we just get to get told that that was the plan like I can see into the future. I'm not going to tell anybody what I saw in the future, but I'm going to arrange events so they happen that way. And real, and then real shades happen. of uh, Sherlock is garbage, and here's why. Yes, <laughs> Dominic Deegan is garbage. Here's why. A four-hour video. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's more or less the actual chapter, though. Is just they they fight a demon guy. They send him to hell through the power of Gregory's uh, anger. Uh, they save the dryad by virtue of uh dirk bringing her to a tree and we find out a net again another detail that well if it, it's not a sacred tree we needed it was just kind of any tree we needed to connect her to the sylvan oracle to save her so i don't know why they needed to be there um Instead of dealing with well, this in to front. bring his brother. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I, I get that, but I, I just yeah. mean, like, it's it's supposed to come across as, like, a clever twist of, like, ha, huh, um, uh, uh, it's supposed to be, like, clever, like, oh, of course, every tree is possibly a holy tree, because it's just, it's, it's just how sylvan magic works, but then, like, that just creates, like, bigger problems for the storytelling of the self-contained plot. That, like, why would any of that matter then? Like, why would I do any of that? Um, and, yeah, that's more or less the whole thing. Because the actual, like, last two chapters before chapter eight, which is, like, what we'll be touching on, the only important things we really learn is that Dominic Deegan is a badass motherfucker and you shouldn't mess with him. Because uh, the mob gets mad at Gregory for being <laughs> a cripple. And, and and Luna for being ugly. Yes. Uh, that, that Dominic is sheltering an uggo. Well, they, <laughs> and, they, and, they, they make dumb, like, disability jokes or, like, like uh, at them. So they threaten them with illusion magic, which leads into, like, the mob going, like, Ah, oh, they're witches! We gotta burn the witches, basically. Which um, is wild, because, like, magic is, is like, so far... A dime a dozen. Yeah, like magic is like oh, water in this setting. Oh, oh, the the seer has magic. Oh no! But they're gonna use bad <laughs> magic to kill them. Um, uh, and so they 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 call the capital, and because Siegfried is already aware of Dominic and like looking for an excuse to to do violence on him anyway, he shows up with two friends, and. I haven't, yeah, you know, I haven't read up to this point because I, I that, like that's in chapter already... eight, anyways. Like the, when they actually, uh, the two friends show up. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that they showed up here. They um, get like during... teased, but we don't get their names or anything, which is what I was going to leave for. Yeah, for we, next we, week. we 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 get their faces, but uh, notably, um, these these two other people who are like 
at the same time, they're presented as as good, reasonable people who happen to be along with Siegfried to 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 hold his leash. Stand there and like you know, uh, take their time and gossip about. Do you think that like maybe it's he's gone a little too far this time? He he is he is attempting to murder a, a young crippled boy with his own cane. <laughs> yes, and again they use the term crippled. Like it's just it's just um, the term the story uses, and it sucks. Yep. Um. And, and, and that, like, is part of, like, you know, why I, falsely or not, <laughs> am convinced of this characterization of Siegfried as being, like, a, a product of a deeply, like, these, these are his, like, fucking Jimmy Cricket. Like, this is the, this, this is, like, the voice of reason that follows his, <laughs> this dude around, are, are the kind of people who, like. <laughs> yeah, but they are also his enablers. Like, they don't actually stop Yes, him, that's, that's, that's what I was getting around, I was. <laughs> Also taking too many words to say that they're like fucking enablers. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're supposed to be the people holding his leash, but they're actually just, <laughs> I mean, they're all cops. Yeah. And they're also, but they're also ultimately afraid of him too. Like they're aware of his violent tendencies and they're afraid, which is going to get weird when we find out one of them is a werewolf, but you know, um, Sieg, Siegfried, very strong. <laughs> yes, Siegfried is very, very strong. There's also like a makeover <laughs> episode in the middle of all of this where you get introduced to a character named Rachel, who exists, I'm convinced in the era that she's from, she's supposed to be seen as, like, annoying. Um, because she's, like, wacky and sexy and, like, talks about girl, like, boy, like girl stuff and wanting makeovers and things. Um, and, like, she seems to only exist to basically be, like, kind of annoying. Ugh. Girls. She reads as like a dumb cheerleader to me, but like a sexy fantasy cheerleader. In fact, my like, what I consider to be her iconic pose is maybe one of the most fucked up drawn asses I've ever seen in a piece of fiction. Uh, and that's what I used for the like, the character web. Because um, I, uh, I felt it was the only way to immortalize the character. Because... Um, the story is also very judgmental of her outfit in that scene. Like, it's... Because it's, like, a weird, like, it's a butt shot, but it's, like, there to be, like, oh, wow, she's talking about fashion, but she dresses like that? Um, yeah. So, that's cool. Um, and, like, that's more or less the first seven chapters, which I knew weren't, like... I knew, like, the the woods, while well, despite being longer than technically, like, uh, the introductory, like, second and third chapter, almost nothing else happens in it besides introducing Gregory. It's... I mean, it is, is worth note, like, for for the age we were, like, the Infernomancer is so cool! He... He... He has a blindfold with spikes in it because yeah, he gave up his eyes to the devil. It, they're knives that are longer than the human skull is. It's very baffling. Like, he just has full-on <laughs> knives in his, uh, where his eyes should be. Um, And he's, like, looking for the dryad because he has wounds that will not heal. And they're crawling in his skin. Um, yeah! So cool. And and I, I thought I thought he was the shit. I thought it was so rad. <laughs> as, as, as a baby when I, when I initially I remember this. liking the concept of an infernomancer because like at the time I thought it was cool that all the like magic all had like specific names for things. 
So if you're a kind of ma- like a kind of magic, you were like the mancer of that kind of magic, even though the rules break like all the time with that. Since like it's not called seer mancy, even though <laughs> to be annoyingly pedantic, like the mancer suffix of that word is to in- speak. Well, it's it's it's, it's innately no. divination. Like like to to do mancy is to do a divination, and depending on what what kind of mancy it is is what like prefix it is so if you're like it's a different mancy if you're like rolling bones and you're counting them oh man this is this is the ingredients of a whole goddamn shonen setting (laughs) (laughs) it truly is but like that's just a pet peeve of mine that it's like it's just it's incorrect language and like like divamancy or whatever you want to call it would actually be like a more correct term for what the main character can do but he's a seer instead because he sees things um but yeah, we also find that he can just do a bunch of other regular magic. Like, he does a lot of other illusions like that. It's very unclear what he's capable <laughs> Wait, of. Wait, no, actually, here's something hilarious. Uh, Dominic's would actually be discomancy. <sighs> That's funny. To, to to divine through knowledge. Yes. But yeah, like, it, it's very unclear what he's actually capable of doing. Um so, oh, it's it's super unclear what anybody's capable of doing. Like, he, he, he was able to inscribe exploding runes at one point. Um, he can, like, instantly dig, like, pit traps exactly where he needs them inside of his own home. Yeah. He, like, he, it, magic can manifest matter out of nothing. It, like, there's, there's no... It's best to look at it, he's, he's literally a D&D wizard where he just has whatever magic, like, re- he's required of that day, uh, more or less. But it doesn't... But, but he's specialized in divination but, spells. But it doesn't talk in those terms, you're just supposed to accept that. Uh, that that's just how the rules work as it works in a D&D way, but it doesn't actually say those things. And it would only really be a thing where if you were like a nerd in the aughts and played D&D, you would be familiar with the way things work in like 3.5 in specific. Or actually it would have been 3.0. 3.5 I think came in like 2004, I think. I think it was actually when that dropped. But you would be familiar in those terms, like how the magic would work. And so you would just consider to be presumed that like if you're a nerd reading this comic, of course you're going to know like that there's seven schools of magic and one of them is divinancy, discomancy, uh, 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 divination. Uh, obviously, that's just a that's just a given. Um. Uh, but yeah, let's so <laughs> let's wrap it up. This has been an and absolute we're, we're gonna... shaggy dog of an ap- of an episode, and I knew it was going to be. Yeah. Um. Okay. I I might have some uh stuff to to hash in on. Um. Uh, next time, out of out of the stuff that they, they, that we rushed through, but the next arc I think is going to be the is one of the bigger is is one of the yeah. first big crazy ones. Yeah, it's it's um, divided into multiple parts. Like the next one will just be chapter eight, and we won't really be doing like like there'll be times where we're gonna have to like do like what are essentially like the story doesn't call them these, but they're basically like denouma like ch- chapters. Like they're just there to be like, and then we all had a big party to celebrate how we didn't die. Um, but for the most part, we're going to be doing like singular chapters um, because they're just big. They they're, they're, they should be called arcs. Like that's the thing. Like they're better. <laughs> they're better called arcs, but they don't call them that way. They they call them chapters. Um, uh, we we have uh, a piece of fan mail from our previous podcast. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, I think we should read that at the start of next week. Okay. Um, that that'll be uh, another thing that we do. Sorry, Emerald. Um. 
And <laughs> before before we, I guess we quickly like do some brainstorming on what our what our closeout is. What what is the the incantation we use to uh, die, kill the episode? I I think I I want to real quick talk about C mail. <laughs> Yes, like it, it exists just for the like, just to introduce the name Gregory, and it's and the, the pun C-mail. Yeah, the, the, the Sears catalog. Yeah, that's an earlier is, joke. Is which weird. my favorite part about that joke is that a bunch of people didn't know what that was because Sears is like no longer a thing people would know as a brand. It is like lost to the annals of time, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and and also that this. His profession is wide enough that there's an entire, like, <laughs> fucking monthly catalog yes. of goods for, for his business. For just anyway. different... Like, does that mean that there's, like, six other, like, schools that are all their own catalogs of magic? Like, is there, like, an Enchanter's catalog? Yeah. Is there a Necromancer's catalog? Um, oh, you, you gotta get that from from under the show. <laughs> they don't sell that in the open. Yeah. Oh, uh, but anyway, the the thing that like really tripped me up about C-mail and it and why I think it deserves mentioning is I'm having a hard time figuring out what it's what it's actually supposed to be because it's presented as like audio messages that he reads on his crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's but his how are people mail. leaving them? <laughs> it's his voicemail. They're just talking into their orb. <laughs> they're talking into an orb somewhere. Like they're they're addressing Dominic and talking into an orb, which becomes even more like so. Or or like Gregory like just stands out on his porch at on, on mid noon and yells out into the air, "Hey, hey, 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 Dominic! It's your brother Gregory. I'm coming." Up. <laughs> hoping that his brother's divination will pick up on it. Um, but above and beyond that, the most setting. The most baffling things that we'll never hear from ever again because this is just a one-time joke, but will haunt me forever as like a a potentially deranged world-building thing is that he gets junk mail. Yes, <laughs> yes he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that look like? Somebody has hijacked the 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 astral realm and flooded it. With <laughs> Like, how is that working? Like, is it again? Is it just someone yelling into the ether? Like, advertisements? <laughs> and, like, how would junk mail even work in that setting? Like, the because in theory, like, the like, thing with junk mail is you're supposed to, like, click on a link. Like, what would that even mean? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it's, it's like not thinking about the marshmallow, man, I guess. <laughs> you just get a vision about, like, mm, I could go for some Pop Tarts right now. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, it is, it is, like, again, it's like, and, and like, I think that the, the problem that we're always gonna, we're just going to have with this story is dividing, like, when is this a bit and when is this important world building? Because it's never clear, like, until it becomes important world building, it's never clear that, like, oh, you know that joke about that character? Yeah, that was this, like, that, that's a far reaching storyline that just hasn't come up yet. Uh, and that's just going to be very, very convoluted because of that. That's part of the reason why I want to make that char- like I'm making this character web is because like without a character web, it's going to actually be pretty hard to tell who the hell we're talking about. Like several episodes down the road, when we're talking about, oh, it's this guy who's this guy's brother, and he tried to kill this guy, and you know, um, um, but uh, stay tuned to your orbs, listener. <laughs> 
for the rest of the podcast remains to be heard in the future. <laughs> <laughs>